Welcome back to another exciting podcasting year. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Thanks, everybody, for bringing uh, yourselves to this plate to start chowing down on more Chowmody Podcast. It's your old buddy, Ken Allen, bringing you another episode, the uh, New Year's episode, where I dare to get into resolutions about what I'm hopefully going to accomplish in this year and hopefully uh, inspire you to do the same. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that, but just think about things a little more uh, intimately and uh, externally. And hopefully, at the end of this, everybody comes out with a little bit more than what they came into this year with. Um, remember, Traumedy Podcast, www.traumedypodcast.com. Also, Stitcher Radio, Traumedy Podcast, right there, dude. You can find it. Uh, we will be on iTunes shortly, but this damn thing got jacked trying to get it on. You don't need to hear about it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you can find it on uh, the, the old website. Just go there and tell your friends, tell your family, because I am getting, it's day by day, podcast by podcast. Uh, the word is getting around, and I couldn't be more pleased. So thank you very much for passing it around and, um, and for joining me on another episode. And, and today, um, I've been thinking about a lot of things. I've, your old boy's been contemplating. I, I've... I've been pondering the nature of existence, you see, in my place within the, the, the great clockwork of society, you see. And I, I start, start, started off with this as part of a joke to run this podcast. However, I've realized the merit in it, yeah? And I believe that there is worth and so forth. I will take it like the gold inside the ground. I will use a sluice box, you see. Uh, find it and smelt it out. And uh, bring you the awe and the awe of the heroism of the everyday people, you see. And that's what I'm going to be bringing you. Uh, excuse me, that was, uh, what was that? Reginald, what the hell is his name? Uh, hopefully, I'm bringing that guy back. He's a good dude. Um, he's an imperialist talk with uh, with the two the two guys that talk about the history of medicine. But uh, more importantly, I I will be bringing you a couple of interesting things this year. Um, I know that I got a lot of good feedback about the uh, subject matter and the history uh, podcasts regarding like heroin. Um, you know, the, the history of heroin, its creation, its synthesization, and its, um, 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 what would you call it, insinuation into uh, modern society. A lot of people love that. A lot, of good, a lot of good interviews last year. And if you haven't listened, it's a good season. Go back and enjoy it. Uh, and a lot of people said the Halloween podcast was fun and, and, and good, and it was passed along. So thank you, everyone out there who did that and, and, and got it going. Because uh, this year, we got some battalion chiefs on the docket. I got a good captain that is uh, jazzed to do this. I can't wait to do it with him. He's got a, he's got a backstory that's going to blow your minds. And um, I, that's all I'm going to say. And the last thing is I'm going to get my dad on. Hopefully, that's the next one coming up here. Because Rich Allen is unequivocally the the greatest hero that i've 
had the chance to live with and uh, know on an intimate basis. Uh, he's, he's, he's unquestionably the reason why I got into this profession, and he's the reason why I feel justified enough to uh, run a podcast and be a hot dog out there and kind of, you know, toot my own horn, as it were, because uh, he was no stranger to that. He's a, he's a hero in his own time. No, no joke. He's a legend. He's a legend with San Francisco Fire. And I will forever be trying to long jump his shadow. But um, he's a guy that said, like, Case, I was on the, I was on the cover of a paper um, in, when I was working as a, a Tiburon. And I was carrying an, an old woman out of a, of a salon. And he goes, Case, uh, I got to talk to you about this picture here. So, nice. You're on the front page. Okay. But there's a couple of things you got to look here. Your face is obscured by the helmet. Okay, that's, that's a rookie mistake, and I'll let it slide at this point. But he said, okay, at some point you have to find a reason to take that helmet off, to look off in the distance, and point. Because no man looks more majestic when he's pointing off into the horizon. Nay, say into the future of mankind to show his plans to... to fix it and to be a part of it someday in the future yeah he's a good dude (laughs) fun and also just a hard worker and a good man and uh i couldn't have asked for a better father so he's the next podcast coming up here but um aside from that that really does kind of hearken as to why i'm doing this podcast yes i'm going to bring some influential um, subject matter podcasts here because I, I really do love researching things and kind of bringing like a, a, a hardcore history type thing to the podcast. But the other thing is when you look at caregivers, there's an inclination to never talk about what you've done, if, especially if you've done something heroic. You're not allowed to toot your own horn. And I, we didn't get into it to toot our own horns, but we certainly did hope that somewhere our merits would be recognized and lauded. We need to make sure that we do that for each other. You know, it is a big competition to see who does this job best. But when somebody does do it best, we got to appreciate it and pass on the information because they won't. We're in in that that mindset where you're going to keep stunt. You're going to keep quiet and not tell anybody. So... The chief reason that this year is going to come around and the, the, the subject for this year is going to be um, talking about people is so that I get their story out there. I think a lot of us, when we started this profession, uh, we started because we were inspired by someone. We saw their heroism and we thought, I want to be that someday. I want to be that person. And now, if there's no forum for that, how will we get more people to join and more people that are worth it, more people that are willing to run into the burning building, more people that are willing to get down into the ground and and pull somebody out of a car that's about to flip? If we don't talk about people that have done that successfully and they explain what their mind uh, was what was going on there and and how they accomplished it 
throughout the adversity. So that's that's my big goal this year is to is just to get more interesting people to talk about all the crazy that they did, so that it inspires that young kid out there. And he goes, "Shit, that guy did it." Well, I'd love to do that, you know. That's my first resolution, to bring you some good subject matter that you can pass along to the family in a, in a you know, semi-formal, um, proper podcast where I'm not swearing too much. And, uh, yeah, you can tell your kid, to, hey, listen to this. This is good because the person that's being interviewed is a hero. And if you're interested in trying to find your, your move in life, your walk, maybe you'd be inspired by this person. So please enjoy that. Now, I've been looking around at my, my skills. I've been looking around at my accomplishments over the last year and seeing a little bit of detriment, you know, not always pleased with the way that I performed. And that's to be expected. We're supposed to be revising. Anyway, I... I I started to get on this as I was walking my old hound, my, my smoke, Smokey, my dog. Uh, we were walking by uh, school near where I'm staying presently. And I noticed that at the crosswalk, they had these bright orange flags to cross the street with. That's another thing, by the way, I'm trying to stop doing is ending sentences, propositions. So you may catch me doing stupid things like that while I'm speaking to people, but always increasing my oration skills. Anyway, back to the story. I looked and I saw that they had these flags, right? And this is a cool thing um, because to me, it means, I don't know if this means anything to you, but okay. You couldn't have those in a, in a town where anybody's going to run across it and some vandals are going to go flags, grab them. Let's go. Uh, and I only say that because I was that kid at some point where I'd be riding my bike by something and go, ah, that's mine. And just grab it and bolt with my friends and think, yeah, now we got flags. For what? I don't know. We got them, though, dude. I don't know. We could put them in my room. We could stand outside and direct traffic. Uh, it's limitless. And, and I realized, well, maybe my town's progressing. We're becoming a, you know, a more erudite society. And it's so nice. So the flags are for this. As you're crossing the crosswalk, you take them out of the little flag stand that they sit in. You hold them up and you walk across. And therefore, you're more visible to cars. And it's safer for adults and children alike to cross the street. At the other side, there's another little bucket. You drop it in and you go about your merry way. And now, all I can think when I see that is, how many of these things get stolen every day? And I think, well, then, that, so that means that they have to factor into the budget of flag making that they're going to get some of these stolen or broken or both. And they're going to have to factor in that kind of, I want to call it the a-hole factor. There's always somebody mucking up the works. There's always some guy, most of the time, that's screwing up how society is supposed to run. And, and I thought, why is that? You know, why do we, why is it? But it, it's an eventuality, apparently. Who knows? Who knows? But it got me on this thing, the Pareto Principle. And I've heard of this. I, I read about it a couple times in different books. And I've heard it on a podcast or two. I think it's in vogue. It's, the Pareto Principle states that 
80% of things produced are being produced by only 20% of the population uh, of the thing that can produce it. So if you're looking at, I think one of the things, the studies, the person that found that Pareto was looking at was like bean trees. And he realized that 80% of the bean production was only made by 20% of the trees. The rest of them were slacking off. And then you look at the economy where you can see that 80% of the profits being made are only being made by 20% of the companies, right? And I, and I thought, well, what if that applies to medicine? And I, and I think it does. And, and I thought about this after that. When I went to Austria, yeah, dude, I went to Vienna. Get over it, dude. Let's, let's get used to it. Um, I'm a very learned man. I do things that are, you know, highbrow. So whatever. But it's, that's, that's, just, that's just who I am, whatever. Uh, I went to Vienna, and I really wanted to go see classical music. I wanted to go to an orchestra and see a symphony. Um, I met a woman there who became my informal um, tour guide. And she said, Where's that? You, you have, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but you have just missed the classical season. I'm like, you guys have classical season? You know, like, like baseball season, you know? She goes, yes, and it was last week and it concluded and Schwarzenegger was here and you missed all of this. But however we will always have a bit of classical music playing here and there and I'll find it for you. And uh, she sure enough found it. We went to this, this park. It was a park in Vienna where they were uh, playing. There was just a 20-piece orchestra playing classical music. I have no reason to, under to believe that they don't do that on every night, even if it's snowing or whatever. But she said, but yeah, this kind of classical music, we go there, we have some beers and, and so forth, and you can hear some classical. And she was very, very, very kind to me. And uh, I said, oh, well, that sounds, that sounds great. Um, and so she brought, it, brought me there. Sure enough, 20-piece orchestra sitting in like a bandstand that's carved into the, the, the park there, listening to classical music. And she says, now we get some beer and we listen. So where would you like to get some beer? Uh, we have the stands all around this, par this park, and we get, uh, you know, we drink from it, and we listen to the music. It's very nice. It's a good diversion. Huh? Yeah? Diversion? And I said, yeah, let's divert that shit, girl. What's up? Uh, and so I said, yeah, we brought her, we went over to a little stand, and they got all these little stands, and, uh, and I got a grosses beer, which means large Grossus? I think that's how you say it. That's what I. That's how my American ears hear it, and I just hear it because it's like gross, because it's huge, dude. Dude, that's gross. Um, and and she got a Kleine, a little small one, small one. So she got a little small, a little small. She got a beer, and I got a beer, and and she brought back these two beer steins made of glass, and handed me one. And I thought, first of all, that's heavy as shit, um, and second of all, like, why? doesn't anybody steal these glasses like you guys how much do you have to pay in to the a-hole factor here where you know that there's a percentage of people stealing them she went why would anyone steal the beer steins i said well because like in america like we just we just we just house those things in bail dude we just have like a whole i'd have <laughs> i'd have a whole cabinet full of beer steins for buddies that came over be like, dude, grossest time, man. Let's get, let's get, 
let's get Sam sassled. And, um, and she said, but why would anyone steal them? I'm like, uh, because I'm American and that's what we do there, dude, but whatever. And so, and I thought that's crazy though. Like you can, you can have glass beer steins in a park and nobody steals them. And then it's like, and I'm like, what if you broke them? Like somebody got drunk and like, you know, broke all the glass, like you could break a lot. She's like, why would anyone get drunk in the park? Let's see. We have some beer. We listen to some music. We go home. And I thought, geez, I'm really wearing my culture on my sleeve here. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do that. Think about any major sporting event that we go to. Baseball, like I just brought up. Can you bring glass anywhere? No, sir. You can't because we just can't handle being adults. And it bothers me that we can't because if we could, we'd be able to have parks with classical music being played, kids running around, dogs fetching, and people just sitting on park benches, drinking lagers, and enjoying Bach. I guess Bach is Baroque, but you know what I'm saying. We'd be enjoying Beethoven. Um, and I thought... See, this is what happens when you buy into a good culture and you, and you follow the rules, not because they're the rules, you know, and you've got to do it. But if you do it because of all the benefits, it far outweighs the, the opportunity that being disobedient um, allows you. And it really, you know, it started that, that, that gets, that gets to me. I want to be able to enjoy living as a first world and having all these benefits because man, you can do that versus being relegated to styrofoam, not even styrofoam, can't even have styrofoam, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, a wax paper glass where you got to sit there and listen to um, a DJ versus an orchestra. And it plays into that whole Pareto principle, that idea that if it weren't for 20% of the population screwing up this, stealing the stuff, breaking the glasses, getting drunk in the park, we'd be able to enjoy the benefits of being advanced and civilized, high, you know, highbrow. And I realized that that applies to our job as caregivers. 80% of the calls we go on are, are generated by 20% of the population of that city. Think about how many times you've gone on frequent flyers, the ones that are calling over and over and over again, and the people that are homeless and we just go on them once, twice, three times a day, all through the city. 20% of those people are the ones generating 80% of the calls. And if we could in some way minimize that and find a way to handle that 20%, we'd get rid of 80% of the calls. We'd get rid of 80% of the problems that we have to face. And we'd be able to focus towards more proactive stuff. And I, I'll tell you how we do it right now. Um, we, uh, we give them all unlimited wealth, uh, welfare. That's it. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> The other thing I was going to say was going to be much more uh, uh, insane and um, actually much more German 
uh, I was just thinking, you know, I'm saying all this stuff and saying, well, see how Germany, how, how Austria does this? This is a very good way. Now, remember, about 70 years ago, uh, it, 20% of the world's population, I guess you could say that might be Austria, was causing about 80% of the world's problems. So they're not immune to being the cause of many problems, too. However, if we could look at that in a positive way, and if I can look at that and try and be the positive 20%, then I'm going to act, enact 80% of the change in society. And so that means when I'm getting tired and I need to shoulder more of the burden without any of the extra cost, there's going to be that conflict in my mind where I go, dude, you don't have to do this. And 80% of us would probably not do it. But I want to be part of that 20% that says, you know what? I'm going to do this because it's going to make a change for everyone for the better. I want to be that 20% that enacts 80% benefit for everybody. And I think that's going to mean when I'm on those calls and I go on that homeless guy and I want to get angry because I've been on him twice today and it's three in the morning and his dick's hanging out in the rain. <laughs> well, it's not funny, people, but I just had that call. Uh, I, I want to be the one that sits, pulls his pants up, talks to him, goes, hey, man, if he's conscious enough to speak to, hey, what's going on here, dude? Is there something you can do? Do you need help? Do you need help? I mean, here, can we talk about something at the hospital for this? Come on, get your, get your shit together, bro. And this ain't good. You're 27, man, you know? And just at least treat them with, with hospitable, you know, cordiality. That's a bit over the top. But just, just be kind. A little bit more compassionate. And, and a little bit more when, when someone asks me, can you do this too? I can say, yeah, let me look for reasons to be able to do it rather than reasons to not do it, you know? That's, that's it. Rather than going, oh, well, you know, I'm doing that and I can't, I can't. Stop looking for reasons not to do things, but look for reasons to do things. And I guarantee, I guarantee, I think it's going to make my life a little bit better and hope that everybody else's life gets a little bit better. And um, I think that goes with the other, the little resolution I have, which is uh, just get out of my own way rather than finding reasons that I don't, I can't do that. I can't uh, pull that off. I'm too tired. I'm too stressed out. Uh, just go and do it. You know what I mean? Stop, stop making excuses. Stop l looking for a reason to quit, you know, and look for a reason to just follow through with that. You know, Hey, would you mind? Um, we, we're trying to find, um, let's say we're trying to do uh, fire, uh, fire inspections. You mind doing five of those with me, man? Yeah, I'll find. Yeah, I can do that. I can do it. I can do it after 5 p.m. I'll work it out, you know. I'll be able to help you out a little bit here and there. Couldn't pull all of this off. But if I decide to be a little bit more proactive and helping and just get out of my own way where I'm thinking I'm too tired. I can't do nah, dude, you can. You can do a little bit. You can do a little bit more. Just do a little bit more that one time. And maybe that'll pay off for everybody else. 
Anyway, that's where I'm at. I love you all. I want to get out of your way. Go out there and start doing what you know is right. And maybe push yourself a little bit more. You don't have to be insane about what you've tried trying to accomplish this new year. But when you're deliberating in your mind about something and that Pareto principle concept comes into your head, try and be the 20% that makes positive change. Try and think, try and just say, oh, I can do that. Just make that other decision. That one time, that one time. And I bet your life gets better this year. I bet you get more opportunities because you said yes than if you had said, I'm too busy, sorry. I bet you the doors start opening in places that you never thought they would because you ran into somebody when you said, I couldn't do it. You went into that place and you did do it and you met a couple people and whoa, opportunity arises. I bet you that happens. Let me know. And remember, you can always send me information at U-N-I-T-E-T at hotmail.com. Always at the Facebook website, uh, Traumedy Podcast Facebook site. Send me information, anything you want to talk about, anything um, that blows your hair back that you want me to do lectures on. Uh, any people that you know that would, would be great on the podcast, send them my way, man. I am a catcher's mitt. And I love you very much, and I hope you start your new year effectively and you get some things done, okay? Now, if you got it, you use it, and that's all there is to it. And I'm out there, and I'm applauding you like the catcher in the rye, man. I'm just waiting for that ball to come out there so I can catch it and bring you back in because you're gorgeous, and I fucking love you, and you're the best, all right? Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. 